The left wing backs coverage of the Carlo Hurling Championships for 2023 is brought to you in association with Talbot Fitness, Brendan Cabinet Furniture, Corcoran Precast Tanks, Milano's Takeaway to Bagnestown, Connolly's Topline Hardware, PFT Travel, Ray Whelan Limited, Earth Spas, and the Arboretum Lachlan Bridge. Folks, welcome along once more to another edition of the Left Wing Back Podcast, covering all things club hurling and football in Carlow. We're up and running. This is our third program already, and as always, I'm joined by Joe Nolan. Joe, you're very welcome. Yeah, thanks, Kev. Delayed to be along. And Stevie Bamberick has gone to Turkey and got a hair transplant. What's the story, Stevie? What's <laughs> <laughs> Ryan? How's things, lad? What's the story? What's going on, Kev? You well? Aye, we're not going to bad. We're not going to bad. Steve will be on with us here now in a few minutes to defend himself. Don't think I just got a dirty one in without his uh, without his company. But Pudge, we wanted to have a chat with you a few weeks ago. It's fantastic. Kildavin Clooney got back with a hurling team. And um, tell us all about it, how it happened and, and how it's going so far, please. You broke up a bit there, Kev. Just... Fake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Try, did you hear the question? Uh, Hurling is going better than the broadband, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it junior broadband as well down there? No? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, be. I was asking how, how it was going, and what, what, what did you kind of tell us all about how it happened and, and how it's going so far? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, um, look, I kind of came around there kind of last November. Um, myself and Colin Allen and Ricky Byrne, um, Andrew Allen, Lane St. Ledger, we kind of just we're talking about hurling back in the parish, you know, there was a, a bit of a, a hunger there for it again, like, you know, and um, sure we start getting names of lads together and texting lads one thing or another, and we got WhatsApp group together and say, you know yourself now, when you ask lads to do it, oh yeah, Jesus, yeah, we'll be there and all better, and last year, look, we had about probably 35 or 40 in the WhatsApp group, like, but we have a panel now of about 25 or 6, which is, which is fairly good, like, um, kind of got back training then, I think it was, um, March, um, just one night a week, and then the last, I'd say, probably seven or eight weeks, we've been going two nights a week, like you know, just in the in the lead up championship and all, like so. Um, like an uncle of mine, John Ryan, is training us there, and we have a management team then of my father, Pat Ryan, um, Andy Nolan, and Andrew Nolan, um, Andrew was football there with Eleven Pascal, like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's going good. Um, they played the Bulger Shield. Um, you know, we played the three games, we played Burn Rangers in the first game, got Beppy 10 points, uh, played Carlisle Town then down the park, got Beppy 10 or 11 points, and then played Rangers up in Burris Lake. But look, it was you know, talking about lads that hadn't hurled in 10 15 years, like you know, um, like it was the first time since 2008 we had a, a team in the club, like, um, at adult level, like, so went on to the championship then and play Carla Town in inside in Carla like and like got to win and it was massive like you know and like just even lads going around after the game and you're like winning all early like you know um went up to our Melissa Rangers came around us in the second round and best be 14 or 15 points now and you know you're kind of looking at it then thinking Chez like we're like if we're looking to win a championship here or compete or get to a semi-final or whatever you know you're going to be Playing teams like Morris Ranger or Burn Rangers who are like way ahead of you um, at that level, like. But then we went down to that morning's there last Monday night, and you know we got a few lads back in York, and yeah, we came out with a win anyway, a good win, like. And hopefully, you now we can push on again, you know. That's with the help of guys. You want to let me in? Yeah. Oh well, cheers, no, sure. Yeah, in terms of with uh, hurling in Kildavan. Don't cut the back office, no job. Yeah, I know that. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't setting Joe up for that in here, by the way. Just yeah, yeah. I actually said. What do you call it? He knows. He knows the bigger picture of the football. I won't speak on his behalf here. Like, geez, that's not the intention whatsoever, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't oh, yeah. up for that. Don't get me wrong. I think, uh, no, no, not at all. No, I think Parik knows my intention. I sent him a text early in the year. Uh, yeah, and, and Noel and the boys. Um, I said, I am. Um, and like, like, um, Joe, we tried it. We tried to get that transfer started for you, but. 
Yeah, but you you're the one to object to, right? <laughs> um, no, but uh, no. Look, my, my feelings are fairly um, my feelings are fairly clear on it, lad. I'm delighted. The more hurling you have, and like we were sorry to lose um, the Kildavan lads. Um, we'd have great times with the boys. They made a massive impact in our club. You know, winning minor, winning junior, getting us to where you know senior finals as well. So the impact that the lads were losing isn't lost on us. And, you know, we were delighted to have the lads up with us and have them hurling. And, you know, and I was just, it's, look, it's great. The bigger picture, you always have to play the bigger picture at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Bigger picture is, could Lavin have, I think you have up to under 15 down there at the moment, Harry. Have you under 13? Yeah, I think uh, under 13 anyway. And I think now next year they're looking at... Yeah, you know, bringing so, on that, that team for under 15. Like, you know. like, long term is what we want. We all want more hurling in the county. You know what I mean? And yeah. if... I mean, look, you know, and, and I think the big thing is that you're backing it up um, with underage coming through as well. It's not just, you know, a, a group of lads kind of coming together and, you know, it, it, you have underage, you have your own identity down there from a hurling point of view and that's yeah. massive. And uh, look, it's great. More hurling teams, the better. You know what I mean? They were sad to lose you, but we're, as I said, we'll have great crack in the pitch because the, the connections are always there. Like no matter what, the connections are always there. And like Parry was... Jane Captain, the, the last time we lifted a trophy in Ballonkillen was the, the Junior Championship a couple of years ago. And so the impact of the lads uh, is not lost on us in either way in terms of what they give to the club and what we're losing. But the bigger picture is more hurling in the county, and that's what we all want. Yeah. And like that, Joe, like, you know, like we were there, like we were hurling at Ballonkillen there from, I think he was there 14 or 15 years, like, you know. Um, and like you said, like he accommodated us brilliantly, like, you know, and if we weren't hurling with you, like, you know, we won under twenty one final, like, you know, we won a minor A, a couple yeah. of juniors, like, you know, like the same like four or five lads that run the run the senior panel, uh, the got to the county final a couple of years ago. Like, you know, like it's brilliant, you know. Um mm. only for that, like for sure like that, like a lot of lads didn't hurt, you know. Mm. Um which was a pity, like, but sure. Yeah. You know, at least at least at least we're back now. And lads are hurling like some lads hadn't hurled there for twenty years, <laughs> you know. Mm. Um, with one thing or another, but you know it's great. Like, and you know when you win a game or you know win a couple of games, like Jez, the interest is there. Then, like you know, and lads are like Jez, want to be a part of this, and like the buzz around the place. You see on social media and Twitter and Facebook and on the club are doing great things that way, like to to push it, like you know. And mm. at this day, you, know, we we just kind of have to back it up on the field. Well, it like, gives your it gives your juvenile players something to work yeah. to as well because if. You know, that's the big thing where you, where you get them to 13 or 14 or 15 years of age and you're kind of, you know, it's the time you can lose them. And one of the things that they can often look to is that, where do we go to? Like, you know, we have hurling in the club back to 13 or 14 yeah. or 15. I know you have to build it up. But if they see an adult a pathway now, a player pathway, that we can hurl all the way through with, with Kildavon, you know, Tlingal, the one club, um, which that's a great thing, you know what I mean? And, and then suddenly it becomes your identity, like, you know, that connections things move on like you know what i mean and 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 that's the important thing like some e-lads like i said have connections to other to ourselves or to other clubs but all these lads rolling through from now on they're they'll only know kilavan funny gall you know all the way through and yeah that's that's yeah. it that's progress like you know ah, sure and like you said like you know the more clubs in the in the county the better like you know um yeah. you know like junior like i know a lot of people be saying asher ah, only hurling junior lads like you have to hurl you know, like no matter what grade it is, like you know, and like junior, like the lads coming out minor hurling junior, and then going on into media and senior, like that's where everyone starts. You know, like and that's where where everyone finishes too. Like at, at some stage, like you know, like we were playing with the Rangers in the, the Bulger Shield, and like you know, you're marking David Field there and Eddie Cody coming out from the backs with the ball, like you're like what are you meant to do there. <laughs> you know? Hey, Podge, I just I, I just want it on record there. I finished last year at intermediate, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, not because we not because we went down or around, but I, I finished intermediate. That is what that no, you know. What I mean? <laughs> finished on a high. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, uh, I want to rephrase that. I actually finished the intermediate team, should I say? <laughs> very good, very good. I know it's all good, lad. It's very positive. And fair play to you. Fair play to you. I have to say to you, lad. Um, fair play to you as well. Not. As I say, blowing steam up your hand, but uh, even when you're when you're with Ballon Killing and all, you're a great man to organise in terms of players and get things rallying around. And it came as no surprise when I heard when this was being noted that you were in the background, um, you know, taking it along and getting involved. Yeah. And 
that's a great sign, lad, because uh, we need people in clubs like that. And the bigger picture is in a couple of years' time or whenever whenever you're done playing, you obviously have that drive and that interest in your area to get involved in your club and to see stuff. And as I said, that's, when you're, you know, that's like, a very important thing to have in a club. Yeah, like that's it, Joe. It's not it's like it's not just about this year. Like, um, like it's about the next two, three, four, five years. Like, and like lads coming from minor and under fifteen and all, like bringing this along now. Like the same, like started up the Camogie Club there last year. The first first time in I think eight or nine years, maybe there was a Camogie team in the club. Like, and look, we got to a come semi final. And again, it wasn't about last year. It's about this year and next year. Like, you know. You need teams like that in the club, you know. The same, like the women's yeah. football is going brilliant down there as well, and um, yeah, you know, it's all it's it's, it's going good, like you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Glad, yeah, yeah. I think there's a couple of things I'd like to say on it, right? Firstly, the fact that you you've gone and made this happen uh, is one thing. The the fact that you're winning matches already is is another thing. And another thing I would like to ask you is, do you feel that the split season? has been a big benefit in making it happen because I'd imagine there was probably a bit of resistance, perhaps, I'm only suggesting that now, and might have been a bit more resistance if it was kind of week on week. Like, you, I don't think you'd be training two nights a week if if, uh, if there was football, let's say, every second week, like, for example. No. I'm only assuming that now. Look, personally, I'd rather I'd rather have it two weeks on, two weeks off. That's just me, you know. Okay. Um, I just think, look, we're in the championship at the minute there now, but like just say someone got injured, done a hamstring, like they're gone for four matches. Like, you know, that could be the win and losing of, you know, getting to a semi-final or a county final. You know, whereas if you had your two weeks football, like fair enough, look, if they get injured and hurt in a football, they're going to be gone either way. But like at least it's not as big a loss. Like, you know, you're only going to be missing maybe two games if it was a, you know, a, a two week on, two week on, or two week on, two week off, um, you know, a championship, like, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'd like looking or going forward, maybe it should be something that the county board look at. You know, like who's the benefit really? Like you know, um, like look at last year, Saint Mullins and the senior, like the best ferns up in up in Carlow. Like, but like there's two teams now that didn't play for thirteen or fourteen weeks after winning the county final. Like you know, whereas maybe it should have been like two or three weeks of a break. You know, like that's yeah. you know. That's um that's the other side really. Fair argument. Yep, yeah. fair argument. I think sure look, it's like it's like everyone there's gonna be there's gonna be pros and cons, but uh like um it's yeah, I just think all the all the positivity is 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 great around the place and the, the numbers like that you mentioned as well. It's not like you just have to come with a team and you're scraping, but the one thing I did always wonder, Podge, like what do you think happened? Not that it matters now, but how how did you actually go fifteen years, do you think, considering how close you are to to um well like foreign zone be a million miles away say for example no. you know a club that you just mentioned there like yeah um I, look i don't really know uh kev like sure look, we were only 14 15 ourselves like so yeah like the boys got to the intermediate final in 2007 um mm. and monaster rangers bet him like but like the core that monaster rangers team was you know dennis murphy and feathers and these lads like yeah like they go from getting to the intermediate final and losing to a team like that to then just not him, like you know, yeah. it does happen in clubs as well. Like, fair enough, absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. But then, I suppose, you know, we went to Ballinkillen and you know, we we're going well there, and sure, we're like, sure, we're happy enough here, like, you know, sure, like, Joy, like, you know, yourself when we went up there, like, Jez, you couldn't do any more for us, like, you know, um, and like, there was, it wasn't like there was favoritism anyway at all, like, you earned your place up there, and, and that was it, like, it wasn't just like, oh, well. These lads from down to Leaven are coming up here. We have to, we have to throw them on the team. Like you know, you earned your place, and 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 that was it. Like, um, you know, and you were hurling, you were hurling a good level. Like you know, you were, mm-hmm. you were hurling with good players beside you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Podge, I'm going to bring in the fella that we had a little pop out here earlier, Stevie. How's things? And we have to, I might have to adjust this shot now. Hold on one sec. Uh, if you're ready to put a little tilt on that, there, Podge. Um, all we can see is your Martin Story mustache there. <laughs> 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 Martin Story or Pat Rain, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Steve? All right, now we're getting there. Um, have, we're, we're, we're still in one piece here, on you, thank God. So, yeah, the hair, the hair, the hair is standing on in, Stevie. Yeah, well, that was that was that was uh, 
early on in the game there, uh, enough the ball incident this morning, their own half eight caused a lot of that. Um, yeah, hey, you have to the question. Sorry, I just have to go straight to the muster here now. We need to find out what age this man's old boy was playing that minor final, or whatever it was. It's after getting about 10 mentions of this podcast. What is was it? It was his uncle. I'll sure look, I'll, I'll, I'll try and narrow it down as brief as I can. Um, I think it was 1988, we were playing the semi final against Kildavan, and uh, I was in Carlton anyway. And it was, I think it was a week night, but anyway, uh, we, the Tom Dobbs playing, the usual lads you'd know that were 21, 20, 19, and that sort of. A, Vintage, but um, yeah, the ball came into me in the goal anyway. And sure, roll number one is on you. We get the ball in your hand, and roll number two is going to hold our quick with it. And uh, the lad came in. No, he was he got there as soon as he, as soon as he could with the tackle, but uh, was never life threatening. Ran, but I got a fairly good look at him. And uh, I, I said to me, I said to my mother when I came home, I said, Why is me, Hall Rain? Would it be under 21? And she says, Just yes, it's a title to be under 31. <laughs> so any like uh, Michal is married to my cousin Josie from Clara so anytime we're at any sort of a do after my father went to town and I was the under 21 hurling on Michal so there we always a, a good laugh I had anyway so uh, yeah that was 1988 so if you know how age Michal is now we can do the maths <laughs> yeah very good very good. Um, Pudge, I was lucky. I was lucky. I was lucky. There was no one checking birds first that evening, Steve. No, no, no. And the full fast helmet, the micro helmet was ready for coming in. So it was a good, a good board catch, keeping the keeping the beard in, and he had a fair beard on him. Brilliant, brilliant. Nice. And a good chat with a good, a good chat with John yesterday. John, we're up at the the puck far above in Mount Leinster, and and John was with um, India Merlin, and she came, yeah. she came. She came second, I think. Second or third, she came third in uh, under 16. She came third and she was, yeah. she was she was a metre and a half away from coming second. Um, yeah. Like in the province. So it's, it's yeah, no, she was very steady. She was with, I, I was with the Dublin girl and the two of us, we were the first to vote. So John was with um, India and they, she was quite steady. She was, like it was, just was, uh, for girls 15, 16 years of age. You no, know, the conditions were good for, for Mount Leinster, but um, she was brilliant. Brilliant day up there, so yeah, good chat with John there before, Jordan, after the, the whole yoke. So, um, hurling mad, yeah, hurling mad, you're talking about hurling mad. No, he is, he is uh, just the most hurling mad I know, mad lad I know, and that's yeah. that's saying something, yeah. And he, uh, I just I think he's after he, he's either one or two county finals left to, to see every county final, like you know, there was one day there he went to, I think he went to the Tyrone county final. I was on a half one, and then I think the cabin final was on a half three, and he made it to open, like. Yeah, oh, that's Leo McGough territory, you know. Leo oh, has a 31 time, done. Yeah. yeah, big time, yeah. Oh. Did you see the article, actually, lads? It was very good, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know, was it Philip? Was it Ian? Uh, uh, Ian O'Reardon wrote it on Leo. It's, uh, it's Philip Lanigan. I mean, sure, we, all, we all know what Leo, what Leo is and what he's capable of, and he actually coached us underage. Fucking lights are flickering here. He caused us um under sure stock out there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or just starting a trend, but no, he caused us underage like and um I think it's a, it'd be a crying shame if that archive was to was to go to waste. I think it's just um amazing stuff altogether. The lights flickered here and then Podge's screen went uh <laughs> went still. So hopefully hopefully we can get him back in the morning. I don't know if he can still hear us or what the crack is. I think he's back with us now. Basically, but, um, that junior broadband lettuce. That, that junior broadband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we get you up into media for the next podcast from here. <laughs> but, uh, that's, you've actually covered a few footnotes there, lads, in fairness to you. And um, the other thing was um, another, other bits of camogie news and ladies football news. We should have mentioned that. I think ladies footballers beat London today and are into an All Ireland semi final. And the Carroll Camogie team. Um, won a relegation semi-final thing there yesterday as well. But I'd like to chat to you lads about the two All-Ireland Hurling semi-finals, which we get a word on. Obviously, fresh in the memory is Clare and um, Kilkenny there today. And Kilkenny, obviously, emerging victorious, uh, not without its dramas. And Stevie, you'd be proud of all Murphy's save, I'd say. You'd probably retire off it. Uh, he's 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 the best goal I've ever seen. And I just, I, I don't, the discussion is closed in my behalf there. But like, I said it when I said it to you earlier in the group that it just shows how good Shane O'Donnell's goal was actually that the save Murphy brought off. Mm-hmm. Because for 
a right-handed goalie that side to, to, to get the, to make a save on the right-hand side is the hardest thing you can do. And like Shane O'Donnell fired, it was a Tommy Welch or someone out of him, and it looked like he passed the ball, but he got some power behind it. But like, Dogan's ball goes in, I think, does that make it level? I'm not sure because I, I missed the first 20 minutes of the game, so I was like, kind of in and out of the game. Uh, yeah, I, think, but, I think that would have made it level stage. Yeah, and like I was talking to a lad here not five minutes ago, he had a drawback, he wasn't too impressed with all Murphy, he's gone off the Christmas card list. Um so I yeah, like he's like that was ridiculous now. He just you know, I just and like he only got the push onto the crossbar, but just shows you what you're dealing with now in final semi finals. Um Claire just looked the goal, looked you know I'm too much into that. You're coming out with the ball in front of the goal, goes wrong. Owen Cody, TJRE, punishment is coming, and it's, there's only one outcome. You're picking it out of the net. And that that pulled back two points ahead before that. Uh, as I said, I didn't see the whole game. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, shot selection by Claire. At a lot of stages there were just, you know, there were the, the cauldron of Crow Park in the semi final. And I, I think the atmosphere wasn't great, but it'll be fair in saying that there, the, the crowd was. Quite enough for a lot of it that I heard of it anyway, but uh, then round robins have everyone stunned, lad. That's the thing, yeah, so yeah. If you're going together to go to an all in semi final, it's not there, sure. I think the whole thing is diluted a little bit. Like, now, others will argue with the monster that places are, are packed out the whole time, but it, it has to take its toll at some stage, like so, yeah. Like, it's a trip up the crop park, like from, from Clare, like, it's not it's one thing from Kenny, like, an hour and a half with Moss will be there and 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 that, but like, it's. Um, right, okay. It, it, it's knockout, you'll, you'll go, and that, that'll be it. But, like, it's the thing, you know, it's the same as last year. They're, they've got no further than last year. And no, decisions wise, look, I, 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 the bits I've seen and the comments I've seen, the WhatsApp group and on one another WhatsApp groups looked like Claire weren't getting the decisions. Um, so I, I didn't see enough of it to, to put nail me colours to the mask there. But uh, just not that Claire team, Tony Kelly, still only one all and you know, it's a the years are ticking along. Shane O'Donnell as well. You know, they're ten years to the Wonder All Ireland, Kilkenny another All Ireland final, and they'll give they'll give Limerick enough. And I tell you, Fawn Cody is not marshaled fairly well. The Limerick will have a job beating him. Yeah, I think lads. The mad thing was, I was actually chatting to the boys about earlier. I think more clear lads started that had all Ireland medals in Kilkenny, but there was more Kilkenny lads finished all Ireland medals. And you see who they brought on, and that was a. Uh, yeah. A big, big difference in in the end, and um, I suppose a lot of people. It, it's obvious enough to say, no, everyone knows at this stage that the sweeper didn't work in the first half. You know, there was five points in it, and then when Clare came out and started going at them, it was a different story altogether. Like, it's probably uh, okay to just skip straight to the final. I don't want to talk too much about yesterday because Galway just stopped doing what they were doing well, and as soon as Limerick got the second goal, it felt like it was going to be about a ten point win anyway, which it proved to be. So. What do you think Podge Ryan Kilkenny would have to maybe do to, I suppose, cause a big upset here? Like, for me, just say personally, to make a start on this, you'd be looking at the half-back line regardless of who's in it for Limerick, and they have to try to get a foothold there. Um, is there any other obvious things that you think? Shez, where do you start? Try to keep him locked in the dressing room, I suppose. It's up to you three, all right. Like, it's not great from the boots of the car that you used to be locked in the dressing room. He's into them there years ago. That never happened, by the way. Yeah. The way it is with Limerick, lads, like, they've every line of the field, like, you know, you look at. Jay-Z frozen us again. We, we, we need to get this man a bra on the upgrade for sure. We, yeah, it's the only way you keep that man clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gone He's gone this for a moment. Hopefully, hopefully we can get him back. But uh, Joe, would, would you like to take up that question? I'll punch us back here. Sorry, go on. Back again, lads. Sorry. We'll go again there, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, Jez, you can't hey, them strawberries must be paying enough this year, lads. Hey, them bad them bills. <laughs> Not from what your penis on you, That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, look, lads, I, look, can anyone want to be up again? Limerick, I want to be half fair going into it. Like, but you look at last year, last year's final, did he, the real, have a chance there, maybe 10 minutes to go? Um, or the level, I think, and he came in to the canal inside, and did he go for a, a shot and goal with he hooked or blocked or something? Limerick went down the field and got a pint and kicked on from there, like you know. So, 
like the Kenny were were ten fifteen minutes away last year from from causing a massive upset. Like um, I don't know. Like Limerick are just they're phenomenal. Like well, if Declan Hannon is back, like that just strengthens up the the wing back line again. Like you know, like like if the win if the win in Ireland now in a couple of weeks time for four in a row, like they're gonna be very hard stuff for a fight. Like you know. Hmm. Yeah, they're that good. And like you, like you even, yeah. you even take, you even take yesterday. Like you know, you're talking about bits of luck on Yorks. Like Galway had a chance for the goal there in the in the first half. Mike Casey got his hurl to it, and it was just pure luck he had the hurl there. Like you know, like he wasn't even he didn't even know where the ball was. Like Limerick second goal, the ball hit the crossbar, and I think it was Mannion. Um, like if he had it left, it Dahi Burke had it. He hit hmm. yeah. ball falls back out to Galan and it's it's roofing that time, like you know. Hmm. You know, it's just yeah. bits of look like that, like you know. You do need it, lad. You're hundred you're hundred percent right. Like as much as you can talk about tactics and skills and game plans and everything, a flick or a deflection or a pull or a, yeah. you know, it's just everything's in the moment. But uh you're you're right, Podge. It's it's hard to see past Limerick. Um I think managing their bench, managing their personnel will be a big thing for Kilkenny. They'll really need that kick. You know that real kick off their bench. I think um, you know Limerick just finished like a train, and and mm. it's 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 bringing in that energy off the bench. Like I think will Kilkenny will need to to really manage their subs, and that you know to make sure them that that five subs coming in will bring that renewed energy because Limerick will, will grind you down. Like you know what I mean? They see see they're just, they're just relentless. Like yeah. Um, but I think I think I I think when I said it yesterday, I think and I think. I'd agree with what Joe Canning said with with, uh, with Galway yesterday. You can't, in some ways, you can't back off this Limerick team because if you give them a foothold, you know, if you let them come from the back or build from the back, they're as dangerous, you know, they're as dangerous from there as they are further forward. Like, you know, they'll hurt you from there. So you need to keep them pressed. Like, you know what I mean? You need to, you really need to keep the foot in their throat when you, when you get it, like, and, and keep that tempo high. Um, but phys- physicality, like they have great physicality, but Kenny seem to have it as well at the minute. So, um, but I think I, I I can't see past Limerick. I just think they'll they're just relentless and they look that just that they can do that seventy five minutes better than any team now at the minute in terms of just lasting the game. So, but I think it'll be another colossal battle. Mm. So you're not Steven completely against short. You're not you're not completely against short games then, Joe. Uh, I don't oh, know what my, my point oh, is that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, so you've seen about short game today, Kevin. You're, you're, you're full, like I said to you about before about the short game. It's not that I'm a long ball specialist, but you look at Kilkenny today. Many balls did clear lose in the middle today, you know, when they were because they only have an option. If, if you play a sweeper or you sit back out, your only option is to play through the middle because you've nothing to hit it to. Whereas Kilkenny always kept forwards in. And sometimes they play through the middle, but then Richie Reid gets a ball, he goes straight over everything into their full forward. They have ball winners in there. You've Galan in there, say if it's Limerick, you've a Galan. If you're Kilkenny, you have Cody or you know, maybe Adrian Mullen is floating in there, TJ Reid. You have ball winners, like you know. So, so, so I'm not against working the ball short, but if that's your only game, you, you could be in bother. You need, you need to be able to mix it up a little bit. Yep, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Podge, are you keeping an eye on this Carlo Club Senior Championship? Or um, how did you get yeah, there again? Yeah, I, I got to the, the Rangers Michael game there uh, last week. Um, that was the only game I got to know between matches and training and, and one thing and another. I couldn't get any games out this weekend. Um, mm. But I actually went to go up to Burn Rangers and Michael there this evening and went up to Kilbride and didn't realise the game was changed to 11 o'clock this morning in the Fighting Cox. So I didn't get to see that. So... Uh, you know, that's the only game we got to see, you know, Michael Rangers in the in the senior, but um yeah, Barrow. Yeah, well, who's born actually, lads? Anyone here there's nothing there? Burn Rangers. Oh, which one? Way, Burn Rangers. One well, yeah. Yeah, two twenty-three, yeah. two eleven 20, or something, I think. Two twenty-two, yeah. yeah, double scores yeah. or a bit more, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, they're they're water well. The last the last yeah, thing yeah. actually, Podge, um, on, on the junior stuff before I yeah. before I uh, say good luck to you for the evening there is it's no longer a case, in my opinion, where you just turn up and, and, and play. I mean, that's that's okay if you're short numbers or whatever, but you have to be doing a little bit, don't you? Like the, it's it's after changing drastically in the last few years, like or maybe yeah. are we are we all just getting that bit older? I don't know, but it seems a bit different. <laughs> and like you you look there, just even take us for instance, like from the start of the year to like just said training yesterday, like it's lads are after improving tenfold, you know. Hmm. Um 
and that's just training every week and you know going out with the hurling volley in the wall for 10 minutes just keeping the eye in it's, you know if you live down the hurl one week to the next it's not like picking up a football where like you can kick a football it's, but mm. with hurling the ball like you have to you have to just be tipping away like every couple of days like you know um, like you take Corn Rangers there like like Larkin Dyle in the county team like that's no fluke like like, like the lads an exceptional hurler like you know and again that's just hard work you know hard work and talent with on, on his behalf you know plain and simple last word yeah. who's going to win the, the senior hurling championship in Carlow same ones just like that good man yeah just like that and uh, Stevie are you talking out uh, next Saturday evening or uh, hopefully not I'd be <laughs> Uh, that, that's not just because it's away in Kildavan now, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, talking in the junior there, as Pod says, like this year you're guaranteed eight games in the junior, so like you can only get better. Remember, trend, be a trend, you can uh, you, you have seven in the round robin part of it, and there's a shield semi final or a championship semi final, so um. Yeah, I, I don't plan to be playing next uh, Saturday night and, and being a selector or over. It'd be my fault if I end up playing. So, But even that, that when we when they played there three or four years ago, we were doing short puckouts and everything like so in a, in a junior match. So that was that was random. That was a, a big a big change from the last game I played a junior back about 1988 or 89. So uh, it definitely has changed. It's always, a, it's always a help, lads, if you have games uh, week on week. And that's where the junior football always has advantage at the start of the year, Division 3, 4, 5, however division it is, your week on week games. The hurling hadn't that this year. Looks like it will have that. So that's a, that's a that's one plus for the hurling end of the county anyway. So uh, it'll be no handy freeze, no podge next week. You'll be, you'll be earning every one of them, I can tell you that. Well, I'll tell you, I'm actually a couple of years ago uh, when we were playing junior football again on Lockton, and I tell you, I earned freeze that evening, anyway. <laughs> 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 I, was lucky, I was lucky I wasn't put down the microphone. That's the road. <laughs> the caveman, the caveman. <laughs> Hi, thanks a million for coming out with us and the best luck. We'll chat to you again, all right? Lads, no hassle. Cheers, lads. Keep really. Good man. Talk to you, Podge. That's, that's Podge Ryan. What a legend. Um, lads, senior hurling championship stuff then. So I, I'm going to start with the with the biggest fixture on paper, I suppose, out of three, not, I suppose, that it was the most important because Ballinkillen and Avon probably was the most important, but the, the glamour tie, if you want to put it that way, it was probably Banyasone Gales and Bonnester Rangers. And, um, like, as uh, we've obviously got reports up on, on the website, thanks again, lads, for being up with, with those, but, like, it is literally, like, the last, the last or the, the first five minutes of that game and even the first 10, even though the scores Peter out a small bit. It was 110, 1-2 to 4 after 10 minutes, I think it was. But some of the hurling it was just top class. The, the speed in it, the slickness in it, the the breeze cannot be um, understated in this game. If Sound had it, it was as down the field as it could be without being Tanny Corner either. It was just straight down like. So you felt that maybe there had to be four or five points up at half time. Rangers got the first three scores in the first three minutes and they were just humming, hit the ground running. Uh, Jake Doyle then, as he usually tends to do, you know, went for the juggler, got it, got a, you know, a point in it shortly after and it was kind of tit for tat sort of a thing and and then Sir Chris Nolan just turned into Chris Nolan and just going back through the notes here now. Um, obviously, he got 2-8 in the game. He got 2-5 from play, which was, you know, and he... <laughs> I'm running out of words. I'm actually stuck for words to describe how good this lad is because Darren Nolan was so tight on him and did absolutely everything he could. And unfortunately, like it was just a case of this man is a, a different level. Like I looked at Don Cody there today, to be honest with you, and I wouldn't, I'd see a lot of similarities in the two of them. Some lads would call me mad for saying that. Wouldn't, wouldn't look out of place down there, in my opinion. But to carry on with anyway, uh, Kieran Kavanagh going on the act. Jason Wall was back for the town, obviously, as we know. Very impressive. Uh, finish at 1-2, I think, in the end. Um, Darren Nolan with a big inspirational free in the 24th minute. Again, win the system, but had to be judged making the 1-5 to 1-4 with Rangers still in the ascendancy. And then a minute later, it's like as if Chris saw Dara putting over the point and he said, fuck, the next ball that comes in, I'm going for the juggler, I'm going to sick in this lad. And it was an unbelievable goal. It actually wasn't too dissimilar to what Shane O'Donnell did there today. Um, and every time, I suppose, the mad thing was, and then featured into the second half. Every time Bainestown got a goal, Rangers had a point literally from the next play within seconds. It was just like nothing was going to deter them. 
whatever you turn out and was going to be was going to be it as such like so um coming down near the stretch in the end of the first half was where the game kind of turned it was going to be a situation where Bagnus Town were looking like they were probably going to go in two points down only and then of course Chris bears down on goal again and unfortunately I don't have clips here but he actually did what Johnny Nevin used to do years ago coming out with defence whenever someone tackled him he'd gain like two or three yards momentum and drew a man popped it into Dunham Murphy he finished it uh, Styler came back with a free before half time but at that stage like 3-7 to 1-9 in Rangers with a gale force breeze there was only going to be one winner and that's how it kind of proved first 10 minutes to the second half uh, Rangers just absolutely turned on the style like the one thing about them, when whenever they get into the zone of of tackling from fifteen backwards, was we'll there right? They're they're literally untouchable because Ted Joyce turned over the ball. It was actually quite close to the smart, the small parallelogram. Um, that's how close it was. The ball broke loose. He ended up getting a shot away. Gange made an unbelievable save, and then Donna taps the ball into the back of the net. Fairness, Jason Wall got a tidy goal after that. Um, Styler came back with a point, but. For every score, basically, here, it looks like there's another four the Rangers have after it. Like, And Mark Mack was on hand to get another goal for Bidenstown. Um, Just trying to think of who got the shot off initially, but he followed it up and, and tapped home. Again, Ted Joyce comes back and gets a point down the far side. Ted Joyce, actually, at centre forward, he wasn't someone I, I mentioned much in the match report, but looked very sharp now, looked, looked mm. on it as well. So, look, in the end, it finished 4.22 to, to 3.13. You'd feel that when when both sides are back to full strength, they'll have an absolute humdinger again. But like one thing was like young Jamie Nolan, say for example, went off injured in the first ten minutes, and Gary Lawler comes in. It's like Jesus, like it was it was frightening. And Bangor Sound were without Alfie. Um, JP Tracy came in, doesn't still doesn't look right. Obviously, they're trying to get maybe a few minutes back into him. Jamie Clark didn't play, but uh, from what I saw, and I haven't I haven't obviously seen Saint Mullins yet. When Rangers click like that, fuck me, lads, they're frightening, you know. So that was my thoughts from from that on on Friday. Joe, you sat with me obviously Thursday for Valen killing the Navy. Unfortunately, the elements were never going to lend itself to a game of I'm not going to say substance, but but genuine quality because it was tricky. But I have to say, while I was quite impressed with Navy early on with some of their play, it just did not. I suppose as Larry Hogan has said, just didn't suit them as as the as the game went on. Uh Valen Killing got a foothold, Joe. And I suppose in the end, you know, that middle third that you spoke about, and you can take it up yourself, when they started hovering in with numbers there on pokeouts, on loose ball, they made them pay. And um and seven points in the end. Yeah, it was a yeah, the elements were were, were a big thing. Sure, Kevin, we were in the commentary box on the far side there you know we can hardly see out the window at one stage with the rain so the elements had a big bearing in the game um i i did think it'd be a close a close uh in terms of low scoring affair um just with the nature of the game you know and apart from the elements as well i i suppose both teams wouldn't be the biggest the highest scorers generally um so it was always going to be a, a low scoring game but yeah i thought look we we um we weathered nearly storm. A few, I suppose, maybe uh, sloppy weights from Navon at different times probably didn't help their cause when they needed a foothold. Whereas we tended to be to be quite accurate with our with our shooting generally throughout. Um, I think you're right there. What you spoke about. Um, I think, and maybe more so in the second half. Um, Navon probably worked everything through the middle. Whereas maybe with the elements and with the night that was in it. Sometimes an odd ball popped over the top into that full forward line would have caused a little bit more hassle. We saw in the first half, like from an Avon point of view, uh, I think it was um, uh, Scott Tracy got two points where a quick ball went into that inside line. He, he stole a couple of yards, turned and struck it over. And in the second half, then they kind of were very persistent about working the ball through the middle. And I think in fairness to Pat English and, and the mentors, they had them well figured out. And in terms of um, getting the personal in there, I thought Pat and Killen were very good in the breaks. Uh, I thought I thought our shape was quite good as well. You know, our half back line kind of sat back. You know, I know they did wonder an odd time for a shot. You know, the wing backs, maybe Mark and, and Eric would would, would um, or Mark and um, sorry, our uh, Eric and um, the crew in the wings would, would push forward and you know and, and and support the play. But generally, they sat back um, and were kind of very very deep. I think they probably learned from the St. Mullins game. You know, where we kind of got dragged out a little bit, and then when we got turned. 
we weren't able to, to make the in or make the the gain line back. But um, I think interestingly as well, look, we talked about players and personnel, and they have a massive impact. And I suppose we started with you know probably four changes in the forward line, um, and I suppose having the solidity as well of having five of our six of last year's championship backs back in the back line and back in their places where they hurled so well as a unit last year uh, was massive for us. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that solidity gives us a great, a great thing. Uh, our half forward line as well with Sean Murphy, I came, came in with three points uh, on the night one, I think three or four scoreable freeze as well. So he had a massive impact. Um, and I thought maybe Navo were a little bit slow. Um, some of our long puck out was aimed on top of Sean and, and in front of us in the competitive box actually came out. We saw at times there there was um there was big space in front of him for for Tomas to hit as well, so I thought Meister maybe didn't maybe cotton onto that maybe enough that they, to to out that supply, um so yeah Rory Dunbar picked over a point you know we we talked about that was probably one of the scores of the match um if you can remember the the strike yeah. into the breeze in, in the yeah. first half just, oh my god super score um so we'd go a nice little spread of scores probably like probably very reliant I suppose on Eric on the night given you know the, the conditions I think he got nine or ten points but the other the other scores were were, were uh, separated out between a couple of players um I, I think for look from a Valen point of view a win is a win is a win you know that's all it is um better performance more players back more game time into lads maybe more of a championship look about our team in terms of maybe where we where we might be heading towards and I think that's they're the things that Pat English and, and the crew will be emphasising to the lads to take nothing more than that over which is which is plenty to take from an Avon point of view look you know um, there is progress being made they, they just have to be patient you know what I mean I think they're tweaking things they're you know there's a lot of good ball players they seem to have a system now they seem to have lads in positions Um. They need to maybe mix it up a little bit, you know. They, yeah. they're, they're hurling, like I said, in that middle third mightn't have been sharp enough on the night, and they did it did cost them a few scores. But look, you have to stick with you have to stick with the youth as well. It was great to see the, the youth there as well uh, that they had, you know, a lot of younger personnel on, on display. So I keep saying, you know, all, all these teams are building, so be patient with them, you know. Absolutely, I agree with you that uh, on that front, like in terms of. Being able to adapt kind of mid game and, and the other night that game is very hard to play on a wet night. It's hard enough to play on a dry day. I'd like to see it on a dry day because I think they actually have lads that are good enough to play it. And for the most part, like I can see where they can get joy. I remember one particular move, Joe, was it in the first half, whereby yes, the first three passes they might have been 40 yards gained. But uh, I do believe it ended up in a scoring chance on the far side. Possibly could have ended up a goal, actually. Uh, a goal chance, I should say. Um, mm. And so you can see where that could work, but you can also see where at times when there's lads inside that is, it's just learning to know when, when, when to call them. When to, when, yeah, exactly. Went to stick or twist, and it's supposed to be remissive as well to say like they did have a great goal chance. Um, it was Gavin Rashidsko got on the ball, and again, uh, Tomas Tomba on on uh, Murphy saves there today. Um, Tomas Dowling has pulled off three unbelievable like saves. Like that was a massive moment for us. If that goal goes in for Michael a bit more pep in your step but he came out and he you know he blocked down with his body you know he's so quick off the lane he saw the ball coming across the Rosicko and made 14, 15, 16 yards in a flash you know what I mean so, some goalies might say if that was junior he'd be standing on your lane waiting to <laughs> waiting to pick it out but like he, he that's the difference he, he made the move towards the player and, and mm -hmm. he actually made like I said with John Michael Nolan with a shot later on when Dion Wall came in he actually made up the player's mind because when you see someone coming at you like that your first tendency is to actually, you know, to pull and get and, and move, move the ball rather than move yourself. And yeah. he smothered it. So it could have been, look, it could have been a different story. But um, look, I, I think it just, you know, I think it just builds us from a Balancillan point of view, it, it builds us going the right place. Um, and I think that's, like I said, Pat English and, and his crew are just thinking of getting to a semi final. And that's maybe where it kicks off, or that's where you need to have it, you need to have it really right for, you know. Yep, yep, playing to, playing to the structure that's there. Uh, interestingly enough, I was under the impression that maybe Bonus Surrenders were kind of adopting a, a traditional St Mullins attitude and, and just knowing that they're going to get to the four and then hope the peak. Well, tell you, if there's a bit more peaking after the other day, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think we're going to bring one for um, Nave Breed and St Mullins because I'm just conscious we're 45 minutes yeah. in recording and we need to get a few previews done. So 
What did you think of that one? Yeah, we were playing up in Fenna and uh, we were playing against them in the first half. Diagonal win, facing into the near goal, obviously. So we brought Mikey out a bit further. And sure, two things happened in the first minute. I, I, know, I think it was Paddy Ball and caught a ball. And that's, that's bad enough. Then he let it off the mouse and uh, said it the Owen Cody, TJ Reid incident earlier today. There was only one outcome and that was a goal. And uh, Paddy Ball had scored a point before that. So... We got, I think we, got, we got the next two points then. They got maybe four or five in a row. Um, mixture of lads, Eddie Dyle, uh, John Dyle, Seamus Murphy. Uh, John Dyle and Seamus Murphy's wing forward, so they were they were threats for hookouts when they were going long. Kevin went short for a good few because they had a spare man at the back, I suppose. Then we got into the game a bit then. Um, Mikey got a couple of points. Aaron got a great free vehicles at the top of North. Happy with the intensity, our lads got into the game. As you know, Samuels are you know, they have county players in every line and that. Um, so we come up to half time, it was back to one ten to seven. We obviously had the wind in the second half, whoever was in it, it was going across the field. But like, you know, most of no free, no score were free the first half, and it was just that's the way the game was going, it wasn't that. Uh, and the other thing, uh, but he got nine, I think he got nine points second half, he got six frees, two sixty fives, and a one from play and like, they pulled away but the boys kept going I'll be honest we probably we left a few scores behind us the first half Simmons did as well I'll be honest but um, you know a lot of our boys there like Shane Tyg these lads Ross Dermody they're only 17, 18 19 years of age they're playing up against like some mouse Jack Cavanagh Paddy Kyo these lads you know experience seeping out through them and to see that you once you do some with the ball don't don't dwell whether it's not been good or bad because the next ball is going to have to be worked on again. You know, it's just you have to. It's a hundred mile an hour. Not saying seven hundred going hundred mile an hour, but it's just the intensity levels at senior level, tackling everything has to be bang on. You have to be, you know, you do something good, grand, but don't be dwelling on it because the next thing it'll be a couple of mistakes we made when across the goal with a couple of balls the first half. You know, around half a line, they're punished over the bar. That's you just going with it. But um, no, look, we ended up one twenty-two to twelve points, I think. Um, you know, we're killing the Michel next two games. They're, they're, them games are going to the side. Someone's fate in the semi-final, and uh, like someone's talking about James Dyle, I think it was in holidays. We were down three from the last night, and Colin Brennan got injured after it's uh, five minutes. So we're down to the bones of the team. But like in fairness, the boys they're gone, and we got we got some some positives out of it. So it'll be Ballinkill next uh, Sunday night, and they're letting us into Dr. Cullen for that one, I see. Anyway, so we might even get linesmen for that one. Oh, don't bank on that, Stevie. Don't bank on that. No linesmen there uh, last week uh, for the Ballinkill and uh, Nave Long game. Me, me and Kevin did in first the pod, the where he called, called it all, as I said. But, uh, so don't be, banking on the, don't be banking on the linesmen. It is a double header, though, in fairness. So hopefully, it will be full set there. Yeah, there was no one there Thursday, but there was there was two there Friday, interestingly yeah. enough. So um and John John Hickey was reffing it Friday. That's just something I didn't mention. He he absolutely lended him lended to how good the game was. He was I, I believe since that twenty twenty one final when I always skip my say fuck the whistling over the ditch when uh, Rangers played set one and that since then any game he's been reffing has been absolutely um like let go unless it's an obvious free, it's not going to be blown. And that I thought was um was a feature the other day which uh which made the game particularly enjoyable. But uh but David Hickey was doing umpire for John the other day actually. And um I think David might have a chat with us over the next couple of weeks about um that particular issue. Um so that might be something just keeping an eye and near out for. So you mentioned the fixtures next week, lads, which I'll jump on to I think there's a game there tomorrow night as well, isn't there in the junior lads? Uh, Bally Kinder playing Carrotown Joe at half seven. Yeah, yeah. In Carrotown, so more late than Stevie. Sorry, lads, got distracted there. Sorry. <laughs> Friday night, Friday night, um, Friday night, a humdinger. Rangers and St. Mullins at eight o'clock in uh, West Fulham Park. So we'll start there. No better place to start. Um, Jesus, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on the right. I'm looking forward to the game, but. It's not really going to matter a whole lot. Am I wrong in saying that? 
Ah, uh, sure. I suppose you're 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 right and you're wrong. They're probably going to be first and second or first, second and third, and um. But neither like the other beating them in a championship game. Um, who won the game last year? Sam Mullins wouldn't be a goal last year. I think it was one fifteen to fifteen, or the range of one fifteen to fifteen. I forget now. It was one or the other, and I can't have a freaking ahead and all. But um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how the Don Murphy second year now, Chris Nolan gone. Going to town last week, you know, I'd be up again, Paul Dyle and John Dorn, these lads. Um, interesting to see. I don't know where James Dyle is back for it. Um, Gerald Cody didn't feature the other night, though. He's played neither match, I don't think, has he? Didn't. Yeah. yeah, so he, um, no, he was talked out the other night, all right. But, um, yeah, like it's, could be a bit of shadow boxing in it, I suppose, but, you know, it'll be, like, buying some game against Michael is probably after. Taking a bit of with banging some losing the other night and Michael losing that game is after probably taking a bit more um, relevance to the outcome of the yeah, final spots. You touched on a very important point there, Stevie. So while the glamour tie is Rangers and St. Mullins, you nearly argue that potentially, definitely, Bangerstown, Stone Michael and yourselves and Ballinkillen have huge importance in in those like because if Bangerstown fall into a trap of Taking Michael for granted, which I'm, which I'm sure they won't. But if they were to for one second, no better team than Michael, who I wouldn't think have so much time for buying this on the back of it, uh, to capitalize on that. So that is the first of the double header, I think, Sunday. That's at six, I think. Six, sure. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's unfortunately, I won't get to the games now on Sunday. We've uh, a more pressing matter to attend to. Um, so I think we'll start. We might start with that. We've, we've given Rangers and St. Wallens near enough enough of what it kind of deserves because we know inevitably they'll probably they might meet again in some stage. There's a good chance of them. they'll both probably be in the semi-final. But um could you see a way back from Michael here now, Joe? Like because there's an narrative going around that people wouldn't be saying this, that and the other about uh Rangers not moving well if they had taken some of the 20 Ys that they hit. Um and there's also a narrative that Navon have improved. Uh yes, okay, a bit of a setback last week. Um Bidestown, we know so far that they've gone and defeated Nave Breed, which sorry to say, Stevie, but you probably would expect them to do it, um, considering where they were last year. And then the other day, obviously, there'll be that disappointment, but they'll know that all isn't lost because at the end of the day, Rangers gave them a tank in last year and then they overturned it in the in the semi final. But I think there's real there's real intrigue around around this one all of a sudden, Joe. Do you give Michael a chance? Yeah, no, I, yeah I do, yeah. But I mean kind of all the pints are mixed there, but in terms of like the idea of uh, people writing off Rangers the other night because of 20 wides, I mean, you're, you're only writing them off in one game. You're not saying they're going to have a championship or anything. Or, you know, as in you make calls like that, giving them what you see on any given night, that's that's the joys of it, like, you know. But um, in terms of this, yeah, I do give... Uh, I just... Probably their firepower. That's probably where it's going to come down to. You know, they need it to be a close game. Um, I think Bagnestown have the firepower up front, no matter... Right, obviously, said the other night, whatever they, they conceded 422. I can't see Michael putting up a score like that, but I can see uh Bagnestown consistently putting up a high score over 20 points a game. And I think on Sat on Sunday, no matter how good a game that uh Nave Owen gives them, I can't see them holding Bagnestown to underneath that, and I can't see them on the flip side hitting enough scores, you know, to, to, to make that 20 point barrier. So I can see him certainly giving them a good game. I, I can't see them turning them over, no. I, um, I can't see them turning over. I just don't think they have that, you know, they don't really have that kind of one five, one six man up front, like, you know, maybe on the flip side that Jason Wall or Jake Dial, um, or even Craig, you know, Craig Dial and whatever else can give Bagnestown or Paddy McDonald that Bagnestown have. I just cannot see that in Michel at the minute. I can see an improvement in their play. I can see them worrying. I can see them, their backs been quite disciplined and so on but I just think maybe that their, their front six just isn't um, going to be able to punish uh, enough uh, on the night so I would give I'd probably give the nod to Bagnestown in this one yeah and I think Bagnestown will be stung by the defeat and the manner of the defeat to back to Rangers like while they were down a few players which is fine and top class players at that I still probably thought that they would be seeing that defeat that would have stung them you know what I mean the nature and, and, and the margin of the defeat 
Um, so I think they'll they'll bounce back in this one, and I give um, I give Bagnestown um, a, a nod here by maybe five or six points. Yeah, Steve, I'll come across to you for the for the two games in a second. But Joe, I get a word on Ballinkill and Nairbreed from you before I get the two verdicts from Stevie. Then, yeah, uh, look, going to be a, a cracker. Um, I, I think uh, I don't know Stevie's personnel. As I say, I know probably our own. Like we're probably getting back more to our more to our full hand where we'd like to have it in terms of injuries and stuff like that. And lads been available to us. I'm not sure where Nave Breed are with lads. Steve mentioned a few lads away and so on. Um, and I didn't get to see him the first two rounds with the clash with the other games. But um, I suppose um, I probably feel like I, I think we're going to get a, a massive game off him. I think last year they were quite cautious playing us. Um, I think we, we the man sent off in that game. Roy Dunbar got sent off. And I thought Nave Breed maybe might, might have they held us but we kind of had more of a cut off them than they had off us strangely enough in terms of when we were down to 14 we were maybe more economically the ball and maybe near breed could have pushed but you know it's kind of what ifs and what if you don't but uh i think with the far, firepower to have up front and um, with mikey and aaron Hammond and that going well and and john murphy you know ma- massive power as well there that they'll, they'll worry our six certainly worry our six backs I just think that little maybe slickness that we have and maybe the addition there of Sean Murphy into our half hard line is a massive plus for us. And again, with the solidity of our six of our five of our six championship bats being kind of back in place, I just think we'll probably have a little bit too much for them. But I, I can't see it being a high scoring game. I probably can see us getting out maybe by four or five points, um, but it'll be a humdinger of a game. But you know, and, and that's not trying not to be biased, right? and I just probably think that. We might be that little step ahead just that but it'll be it'll be a cracking game, I think. Yep. Steve, I get you all the two of them here. Yeah, Bonesser and uh, Sam Ullensro. Uh I I go for Bonesser Andrews just about. Uh, Ted Joyce, as you said there, there was talking to my there today, I said Ted Joyce uh, I've been very good so far in both games and kind of went under the radar and Kevin, you said it actually yourself that you might have mentioned him in the match report. Um, a big threat going forward there, 11. And right, I'll give Monas Rangers a slight nod on that one. Uh, the Michael Nevon Bangasone game, there's something else to give here because Bangasone scored six goals in two games and Michael conceded none in two games. So there's something going to have to happen there. Um, Nevon will need to keep it as low scoring game. I'd say, you know, can they get goals? They need to get goals. They don't, they've got, did they get one goal against Monas? They got none the other night. Um, if goal chance are coming, they need to start taking them. Uh, whether they have someone to do that or not at the moment, Scott Trace or someone maybe might oblige. But um, on form at the minute, give Bangstone by two or three points. Uh, but uh, it might need to get a couple of goals, and probably Bangstone have to be stopped from getting goals as well. If they hit three in walk game, so I go with Melissa Rangers and um, Bangstone to get over the line and hopeful for your own prospects. Uh, yeah, that was the lap of the gods. Uh, yeah, just on the, just on the Rangers and uh, Sam Mullins one, um, it's so hard to call. I'm going to sit in the fence of this one. I'm going to go on a draw. I heard I heard Hickey was dogging me the other night in the commentary of horror. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I got five, 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 five out of six of them right, and the margins of the victory not too bad either. So um, you have to get them wrong every time. I did pick out, in fairness to me, I did pick out the St. Donna Murphy and, and, and was electric the other night when he got on the ball against Michael. Even though Chris was quite, he's had a great year. You mentioned about Owen Cody. He has that strength now in the air. It makes him nearly unmarkable. And Ted Jace, I did mention in, in my previews as well, the year off from the county, Ted was has seemed to always been carrying knocks and injuries. And I think maybe the year away from the county panel has actually benefited Ted mm. in, in every aspect of his game. He's a top-class player. And his, out at centre-forward probably suits him. He's a playmaker. He's a he's a crafty little hurler as well. So, um, look, I'm, go, I'm going to call it a draw. It'll be an interesting one to see what sort of tempo... I think we'll, we'll both teams maybe try out little things that maybe they might uh, try again later in the championship. But uh, I'll go with a draw on that one. High score and draw. I think both teams are capable of putting up big scores in that game. Good stuff, lads. Just want to recap on some intermediate results as well. Um, St. Mullins, 3.15. They've won 14 points in the intermediate. And um, a hat-trick for James Kelly. Spearheaded Monster Rangers to a 4.17 to 1.17 win over Carlow Town. Fixtures-wise, next weekend uh, on Saturday at 7 o'clock, Bindestone Gales Intermediates are home to St. Mullins. And at the same time, Michael 
are at home to Carlow Town. So I think that's pretty much it. Joe, you just want to have a word on the on the cool camps. They're back there, are they? In the, in, in the take yeah, no, just uh, look, we're on about the Joe McDonough win there the other night and I was just thinking back about me. My only one is going to one tomorrow. And uh, that's where it all starts. You know what I mean? All the great, all the work that's going on uh, in Carlow, uh, uh, hurling football, Camogie ladies football, whatever it is, it starts there. They're six years of age. They're a massive initiative, great initiative. They're sold out all over the county. It shows that you know the work that our county board are really promoting. And obviously, I think Sean Gannon is involved with it in in, in Crow Park. I think he's the head of the whole lot now, or part of his mm-hmm. remit is that as well. Um, and like I said, it's just the links all the way through. Um, Mouse and Chris and Paul Dial and Jack Tracy and all these lads, they started there. And not, you know, it's just uh, when they're in full flow at the minute, just a, a big thank you to our our uh, GDAs and our coaches in the camps as well uh, for all the work and the enthusiasm. You know what I mean? You just can't beat that enthusiasm they breed into the kids. And it's lovely to see them going around um, in their cool camp gear and, you know, their Carlo gear lately. It just builds the whole GA in the county and builds that old buzz. So just, uh, just a word on that. That was all, yeah. And just speaking speaking on enthusiasm, one of the most enthusiastic GDAs of all time is on his is going off travelling uh, Damien Jordan. I think he's he, wish him the best of luck because yeah. he's infectious. Like any work he does at any club or county, you just you'd, you'd have to be. You know, he's just a great yeah. character, and uh, wish him well on his on his, yeah. his travels. Yeah, no, knows the name of every one of them. Fair play to him. Yeah, yeah. good man, Damo. Thanks for everything, lad, and safe travels. And Joe, Stevie, thanks as always. Take care. Good night, lads. The left wing backs coverage of the Carlow Hurling Championships for 2023 is brought to you in association with Talbot Fitness, Brendan Cabinet Furniture, Corcoran Precast Tanks, Milano's Takeaway Bidenstown, Connolly's Topline Hardware, PFT Travel, Ray Whelan Limited, Earth Spas, and the Arboretum Lachlan Bridge.